Hey everybody, welcome back to another version of Flock and Gather. It's your only 18-minute podcast of the spa and wellness industry. I am Alan Sher, your host. You know I run the Spa Industry Association from lovely Phoenix, Arizona, except I seem to be all over the world these days, but I'm glad to be home for a while. I'm going to one of my favorite people in my favorite towns, New York City. We're talking to Ian Learman today. He is the founder of Emergency Skincare. Ian, it seems like you've been the founder of Emergency Skincare as long as I've been the founder of Spa Industry Association. How are you doing, my friend? Alan, they haven't put us in jail yet, so I think we just keep going. <laughs> Uh, although, as we talked about big days for you, you're sending your daughter off to college. I got to tell you, that's always a milestone. I've done it three times, and every time it makes me crazy nervous and super excited. How about you? I'm I'm super excited for her. She, she worked really hard since she was really little, and she landed in a really good college. Uh, so I think she's really excited about it, uh, and perhaps... I think somewhere between miss, going to miss her family and really happy to go out on her own. So we'll see how it goes. Well, the question is, even though she might be moving out of the house, will she have the ability to still get free skincare? That's what everyone wants oh, to I, know. I, I'm going to lay out whatever incentives <laughs> I can to get her home <laughs> as often as possible. Right. And I will well, revert to very hard, hardcore tactics if I have to. Good. By the way, it's, you know, I say in jest with you, of course, free skincare, but I I hate free skincare. I, you and I have talked about this over the years. I don't like the word sample. I, I don't like that our industry thinks things are free because we all know samples on a per ounce basis cost more than anything else that's manufactured. And frankly, we want skincare to be the right skincare for people so free when i say the word free take it tongue in cheek i don't really mean free i don't like that word at all no no i intend to send you the bill anyway don't worry <laughs> well i'm happy to pay you know i gotta keep my girls in skincare down here so we don't get uh, <laughs> uh to get away from it um i'm not I wasn't teasing at the beginning, Ian, when I say one of my other favorite cities, I love New York City. I've told you this before. It is a walking person's town. There is just something about New York that is not like uh, any place else on earth. Agreed? I, I you know, my, my kids are half French. Uh, my wife is French, and we've had the privilege of spending some time in Europe, and they can get they're completely bilingual and all that. But I get the sense that m my kids have discovered the same excitement that I discovered here when I was 23 years old. Uh, I have a lot more bills to pay now than I did when I was 23. But my kids, they love walking. They love going thrifting for clothes. They go to the farmer's market. They like to go for dim sum. Like they, they, my older one who's going to college goes to parties in Red Hook and in Harlem and knows kids from all over the city and loves the energy. So there is something, you know, the French do a lot of things better, but there's something about the energy and the way it flows in, uh, in, in New York that's unlike any other city I've been to. Um, I've been, we're going to talk skincare in a minute, but I love talking New York. And you know, I'm I'll be back in March for IECSC, which will be at the beginning of, um, uh, of the month of March. Looking forward to that. But I've been uh, in New York, I think, either two or three times since COVID. I, I watch the news, very little of it these days. 
They always talk about New York being trash, but you know, when you're staying midtown and you take the subway downtown or you go to the convention center, you eat on Ninth Avenue, I don't see it the same way. You know, my friends there say, keep your head up. And I always have and always do. But I haven't noticed the, the what I would call the fall of New York. It still seems relatively solid to me. Am I off track? It's, it's hard. It's hard to know. I mean, during COVID, the city emptied out a lot. And what you saw was a lot of uh, mental illness on the streets and a lot of homeless uh, and all the, the weak points of not only New York, but of American society. And there were fewer tourists, so they weren't they weren't blended in as much. So it was really sticking out. A lot of empty stores, all that kind of stuff. So it's rebounded. It's busy again. The subways are busy, uh, but there's still that strange you know, strangeness to it where certain parts of the city are less busy than they used to be because people are working from home. Um, there still is a kind of random, you know, encounter with mental illness. Uh, but when I moved here in 89, it felt a lot scarier to me. It was the middle of the crack epidemic. I was also a lot more fearless because I was just 23. Um, but the good restaurants or a lot of restaurants, they're packed every night. It's yeah. very expensive. The city, everything's gone up in price, but they're packed and the students are back. And, uh, you know, the, the, the farmer's market, I live a block away from it is full and, uh, there's, it's full of life again. Um, culturally, I think it's starting to come back as well too. Um, tell me how, I mean, emergency is, a, uh, for our listeners, by the way, emergency, you should go to their website and reach out to Ian and his team. We're going to talk about skincare. It's pretty amazing. He is E-M-E-R-G-I-N-C as in cat, emergency.com. So go reach out to it, Ian. It and sounds his. even better with your Minnesota accent. <laughs> My Minnesota accent living in Arizona these days, but um, the city has to have an influence on the way you guys produce emergency, doesn't it? With all the different parts to the line and everything that you've done, can we make a correlation? Well, you know, I, I think, you know, when you live in a city like New York, uh, you're exposed to a lot of ideas all the time and you're ex exposed to a kind of open-mindedness uh, that is almost a necessity to be here because you're mixed with every type of person from every type of place and it just opens your mind. And I think as I evolved as a human being in New York, this deeply informed how I wanted to run my business, which included many of the industry for sustainability and uh, uh, um, uh, programs that we we installed um, that have been since copied and replicated by other brands, which I think is a great thing. So I think, of course, this city uh, influences me all the time. I think about what it means to 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 run a, a a business that is giving back and 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 socially conscious and not just take 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 uh ian let's talk about a few of those things because i think they're uh important let me start with this one I'd i have three or four things i'd like you to address uh -huh. sustainability is long past the greenwashing part people are very aware either a line is sustainable and has just sustainable initiatives and practices, or it is not. There doesn't seem to be a middle ground in there, but you guys have always been at the forefront. As long as I've known you, 20 plus years now, you've yammered about 
sustainability? Address it real quick, please. Well, it's complicated. I think it's really hard to be perfect and run a brand um, and, and make it commercially viable. And indeed, there still is a lot of greenwashing that goes out there, uh, goes on out there. I mean, we, we've looked at, you know, cardboard bottles and you cut them open, they have a big plastic bottle in the middle. You know, so there's all sorts of things that go on or things that claim to be biodegradable that aren't biodegradable. Our mantra has always been, let's not make the perfect the enemy of the good. So we're always striving to improve, to reduce our environmental imprint. Uh, but it's impossible to be perfect. We, we've transitioned a lot of our packaging to glass. We use biodegradable caps. We make most of our stuff with wind power. We plant a tree for every retail item that we sell. We use paper from sustainably managed forests. We use vegetable inks. We incorporate organic fair trade uh, ingredients. Like we're thinking on multiple levels all the time, but you know, we still have some pumps that are plastic and we're trying to get rid of those. So it's a constant, constant process, but you know, right down to our packing peanuts, which are biodegradable, we're thinking it, are, are the tape we use is biodegradable with a non-toxic resin. We're thinking all the time about every detail of our brand. Um one of the things that comes up regularly, and when I talked to you, sent me to some of your uh, spas that have been using you forever and ever and ever. And one of the things that spa directors love to say is emergency has done an amazing job at staying cost effective. Answer to that, please. Well, you know, we we. Listen, we have a compelling brand. I, I you know, I'm biased, but I, I know what we have and what we do. <laughs> you can and, be biased, yeah. And we are we are in some of the top doors in the country, and we've had long, enduring relationships with those places because we we check all the boxes in a sense that we provide really high performance, results oriented skincare. We're a leader in sustainability. We offer service and training to all our clients. We partner with them. Um, but one of the added benefits of our professional range is the cost per treatments uh, on an industry standard, particularly when you take into consideration the quality and the pedigree, is really low. Our facial costs are relatively low. Our body treatment costs are relatively low and you get all the bells and whistles that go with that. So we've thought a lot about, you know, from, so, so if you're a manager and you're looking at your bottom line, it's almost a no brainer for all that we can bring to the relationship. And I think um, Ian, it's critical today because one of the first things that the, at least aesthetic leads and stuff ask is where am I going to be cost per treatment? Because that will tell you a lot about everything else that they're trying to do when they're doing their own pricing, because what does the boss always say? We don't have enough revenue. We need more revenue, generate revenue, right? Et cetera, et cetera. Let me go back one sec to, uh, you talk about service and training. I know most of your staff, they've been with you, what, Ian, 10 years, 20 years? Your staff doesn't leave. They've stayed we, a long we, time. We have a very good culture in our in our, in our our company. We try to treat everybody with respect. Uh, we don't you know, obviously numbers are important to a business and you don't have a business if you don't have numbers, but it's not the only factor we we consider. Things go up and down sometimes. We kept everybody through COVID. Uh, we have a very, very knowledgeable, loyal team. And you'll see many brands that are competitors, you know, or the industry in general, it's a kind of a revolving door. 
And we really wanted to build that kind of stability, build that culture, build that knowledge. Uh, we bootstrapped the whole company. We're, we're privately owned, independently owned. Um, it's not easy to do. But by the same token, I know that anybody uh, comes across any of my team, it's going to be really refreshing because they're not just there to hard sell you. They're there to develop a partnership with you. They're real human beings. There's plenty of latitude for them to express their real selves. And it's not just when are you going to order? When are you going to order? We don't we don't operate like no. that. Well, you know, I know all your team and I, I would frankly say most of them, most people out in our industry love your team more than you anyway. So you have a long way to go to catch up to the team. <laughs> I'm working okay. on it. I'm working yeah. on it. Uh, let's go back to training. And you and I have spoken about this. When I got in the industry 34 years ago, the mantra was educate, educate, educate. Honestly, I think that's more important today than when I started in the business. What say you? It's abs It's fundamentally important on both sides. It's sometimes more complicated these days, only because you know staffs are stretched. They don't have the leisure to 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 book trainings. So we offer a number of different platforms, whether it's in spa, or refresher trainings online, or specific subjects online. Whatever it is that it takes, it's it's in. We feel it's in. The spa's interest to know as much about our products, how to use them, troubleshoot any problems, show new techniques, uh, show offer new treatments, whatever it is, it's in their interest to keep their staff motivated uh, to deal with any potential issues, any questions. But from our end, we think it's, you know, the more we know you, the more we can talk to you, the deeper the relationship it is, the better it is for us as well. And that education factors through not just through the the aesthetics room but it also helps you build your business because you're more confident selling the product knowing that you know more about it right. improving your bottom line and ultimately making sure that your client walks away with some good skincare so they don't go to the clinique counter or wherever it is their skin doesn't get better and then they come back and blame you because you're their esthetician or their spa Hey, careful, Clinique's a French brand, okay? And you have some French blood in you, so be careful. All right. Um, uh, nothing personal, Clinique. I just did an example. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ian, my, uh, when, I, when you and I originally start talking and I've watched you grow over the years, you've kind of separated skincare into three different areas in emergency. Can you quickly address those, please? Well, we have three different ranges. It was all an evolution. I mean, I, I started the brand with one vitamin C serum out of a studio, rent-controlled studio apartment in Manhattan, where my closets were my warehouse. Um, and it evolved it. and it became two products, four products, eight products. And, you know, eventually it became a real brand. But as it evolved and as I evolved, you know, I wanted to uh, leverage my own values, my own views. And we came out with our scientific organics range, which was a, a range that was completely natural, but and more than 70% organic. But it was a way of having your cake and eat it too, that you could honor the natural organic movement, but also have the cosmeceutical ingredients in there, appeals, uh, things like that, that you would really see a result. So we wanted to change the perception about organics. The next evolution was our raw suticles, which is really in a class by itself. It's, it, you know, it's nobody's, I think, that I know of has done it with, with this kind of luxury intent. And it's cold pressed, um, 
they're, they're obviously shelf stable. They're, they're incredibly effective. Um, they're completely natural. And again, we use a lot of organic, but it's much more earthy. It's more oil based. The cream, the creams are pressed moisturizers. There's nothing like it on the market. And it's been an incredible winner for us. Uh, people may have their cosmeceutical line. They may have their organic line but nobody has the Rossuticals. So it's opened a lot of doors for us and it's, it's in a class all by itself in the industry. Um, wait, we talked organics. What did I miss? We talked about the Rossuticals. And our signature range, which was uh, yeah. our biggest and broadest range, uh, which right. we refer to as a clean cosmeceutical. Yeah. Uh, friends, remember we're talking with Ian Learnman today. He's in the beautiful town of... New York City, although you can find him in some of the absolute best spas across the country, you need to go to their website, emergency, E-M-E-R-G-I-N-C, as in cat, dot com, uh, and find out why it is that they're at the top of the heat in the in the skincare world. Ian, in the last uh, couple of minutes, we have, I have to tell you about a couple things about your products that Oh, that I absolutely love. The first one is the kombucha clean uh, cleanser because down the street from yeah. me is a farm to table restaurant and they make kombucha cocktails. And so every time I see your kombucha cleanser, I'm thinking about cocktails, but don't take that the wrong way. That's all good. You may want to try to clean your face and have a cocktail at the same time and see how that works out. I love it. Also, as I have tried, there is nothing like your vitamin C serum or the 20% vitamin C serum. Those are, that that is a, a absolutely signature hero specialty product. I People have to try it to know what I'm talking about, right? We just, we just launched it in Japan a few months ago, and we've already sold thousands and thousands of bottles, and they're viewing it as a game changer there. So... Uh, they have plenty of vitamin C's there, but they've never seen any like ours. And that's where it all started. And we still feel it's one of the top vitamin C serums on the market. And it is should be a part of everybody's skincare regimen. Um, last thing before we go, Ian, I, my listeners have heard me say this a hundred times. If I was stuck on a desert island and you told me I could only have one piece of skincare, it would be serum. I, I, a lot of things I judge in skincare, but serum is always a defining moment for me when I put it on my face. So I well, it depends. Uh, it depends whether you're sitting under a, a coconut tree or not, <laughs> a palm tree. Because if but, you don't have any shade, you might. If it's if it's a hot desert island, SPF, and, yeah. uh, you might need some SPF, Alan. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to be that. <laughs> I, I'm going to hope I never find myself on the desert. I'm already in the desert. I don't need to go to an island. So. Um, Ian Lerman, emergency.com. I Ian, always love catching up with you. You are interesting. You well, Alan, product. Thank you for the opportunity. It was great chatting with you. And uh, I hope we get to do this again uh, at some point. All right, we will, because I didn't get a chance to talk about some of your other favorite products uh, that are my favorite products as well, but we'll get it done. Ian, again, emergency.com. Thank you a ton. Thank you. You're welcome. And friends, remember... Please be kind to one another.